You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, man? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Yeah, and today... Man, we got another one from the stable that is Lesser Known Comics. You heard of them. They've been coming on to the show, showing off their awesome line of books and previous shows. And today is just one another one of those days. We got a man here. He's a writer. He's an artist. He does it all. He's a one-man show with an awesome Kickstarter out right now. Yuriko. If I'm saying that wrong, he will correct me. <laughs> but, right, it, it's fire. The project is out now. You can fund. I mean, he has tons of days left, but it's already even funded. So let's get there and then other stuff opening up. All right. Let me introduce the one, the only, the very multi-talented David Luhan. Wepa, how you doing, bro? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Excellent. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Thanks. Oh, thanks for coming. Uh, Tom, you don't got no two six shooters on you, right? You know, I'm from Texas, so. You never hey, know. There we go. Oh, okay, you already starting off the origin story, giving us hints, yo. All right, so I really thank you for coming on to the show to chat about this amazing project you got. Now, you know, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to check out that that first thirty-six page chapter right there, and it's just yo that first issue. Jesus Christ, what a fantastic work of art! A great storytelling and flow. Uh, we're gonna get into it, folks. It's fire book. So before we get into all this awesomeness, we're going to learn how he got to be that awesome. So let's get into it, David. Let us know uh, where you come from, where you at now, and what was that first taste of fandom in your life? Man, uh, you know, back in the 90s, going to, like, swap meets in Austin, there was something called the Citywide Garage Sale. And it was in this big, it was in this big, uh, like, kind of abandoned uh, air, airplane hangar that was downtown. It used to be the old airport uh, ages ago. And everybody was there selling all kinds of stuff from baked bread to, you know, vintage shirts. And there was this guy who was selling comic books for like 50 cents a pop. And I got like, you know, I had $3 in my pocket and I thought, oh, man, I can get, I don't know, I can get like six comics. This is awesome, you know. So we get comics and we get some like bandulce and we go and we'd sit in the bleachers and we would just pick out and read comics all day, me and my buddy. And it kind of started there. For you, yeah. uh, non-Latinos, uh, please go to your favorite supermarket right now, to the Latin section, <laughs> and get <yourself laughs> some pan dulce. You're going yes. to love David for that. You see, another incentive of tuning in. You, you learned about pan dulce today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. So you, you, yes. you grew up in Texas, born in Texas? Yeah, I'm born and raised, yeah. I'm like 10th generation Texan. Oh, yeah. damn, we're all, from the early we're, days. Where yeah, we're 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 all Indians from from West Texas. Whenever my my grandparents would get get angry at each other and they're spitting machine gun Spanish at each other, and my grandma wanted my grandpa to to shut up like it was over, and she's like, "You dirty old Indian! You're lucky I dragged you out of the desert and brought you to civilization." And he would just oh, because <sighs> you know it's true we're just desert rats, but you know 
Yeah, so I've been around Texas for a long time. Got kind of fucked up. You got to eat up that comment, though. You got to take that breath. Like, Ooh, man, if mm. you was a man. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, my brother and I were just, we were like, oh, Grandpa's an Indian? Where's his bow and arrow, man? Like, we're trying to find oh, it in the closet. Man, stuff. Right. We took it literally, you know, we took it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, but that's unfortunately what this country taught us that meant, right? Fucked up. Yeah. When it's actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much more. Listen, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, and I know that I have part indigenous of Puerto Rico in my blood. So it's like, yeah. it, it, you know, yeah. That's I get it. Somos gente. Remember, yeah. all of this was connected. <laughs> Mexico, Caribe, all of that was one up until yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know until the conquerors came and fucked it all up for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right on. All right. So all right. So talk about then growing up. So you, you found this this comic book thing. Did you even know about comics, or is it some what what got your attention was it just the deal or, or did you see a particular book that you that just stood out to you a particular hero or villain? there was a there was so i was in school and i could read pretty early on right to the point where my teachers were like all right i'm going to split the class in half david you teach that half of the class how to read and i'm going to teach this half of the class how to because i went to a very poor school and oh, wow. uh so I could read, but my dad was my dad was a big reader. My mom was a librarian, so there's it was everybody was reading oh, wow. in the house all the time. And I was like, I'm not going to read books. I don't want to read books. I only want to read comic books. I think that's this got pictures and it's way more awesome. And my dad was like, No, son, you have to read a real book. So oh, we wow. went to the bookstore. You only knew as he met Alan Moore. And I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So we went to the bookstore and I found this this little paperback novel. It looked like a novel. But it was just a collected edition of weird old Batman tales. Okay. It was just black and white printed on cheap paper. And I was like, I want to get this book. Is that cool? And he's like, yeah, as long as it's a book book. And I'm like, oh, yeah, look, I mean, it's shaped like a book. You know? <laughs> so I brought it home and I'm like, oh, it's awesome. You know, it talks about how Batman's dad was the original Batman and all this like weird stuff that they never continued on in the canon. Oh, yeah, it's really? Strange. Really? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, what is it called? Weird Batman stories? I want this now. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? I, I'll have to send you a picture of it. I'll post it. On, <laughs> I'll post it on Twitter and tag you. Because that was your first book. Oh, you kept it then. To this I day. have it. I still hey, have it. That's a real yeah. collector, right there. I have my torn up <laughs> first crystal number two. It, it's yeah. fucked up, but I got it framed. That's my first book that got me hooked like a fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, you know, it snowballed into X-Men. And, of course, the X-Men animated series was on. Batman, the animated series is on. Batman, the first Tim Burton film came out, and that blew my mind. Then the Ninja Turtles, and I, I, I was convinced that I was a Ninja Turtle. I was Donatello. I was, I was real nerdy, you know? I so love I was like, very I, much, so I could say I'm Michelangelo, maybe, because I love my Yeah, <laughs> you like to party and eat pizza, you know? Yeah, uh, my pizza's great, but I could eat that shit every day. <laughs> <laughs> New York pizza. I've enough, Only New York I, pizza. I've had enough pizza in my life, man. I worked at the pizza shop for like forever. So. Oh, you smelled it too much and you're done. You're retired. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the garlic sinks into your fingertips and it's, oh, just, it's Now just... you know, folks, David's kryptonite is pizza. So if you want to annoy him, let's go get some pizza. No! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat it though, cause I'm an opportunivore, man. I don't care. I'll eat it. <laughs> it's food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, but starving creators, I understand. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah, then from there, you know, it was uh, uh, following Jim Lee and Image Comics and Top Cow and all of that stuff in the '90s. Uh, sort of fell off. I went to art school, 
and became a high artist. Meaning, wait, wait, I was. Wait, wait, so why did you want to become an artist then? When did that even happen? Well, I was uh, in school. I was always drawing, and I, I remember particularly there was this one moment. It was like in fifth grade or something, and some kids came from middle school to come and talk to us about taking honors classes or something in the next grade or whatever. And yeah. This one kid was doodling, and I was watching over his shoulder, and I thought I could draw pretty good. I mean, I would draw Ninja Turtles where, like, one foot was forward and one foot was to the side, and yeah. I thought that was pretty cool gangster. Like, nobody, yeah. can, <laughs> nobody can draw Ninja Turtles like me. And this dude rolls up, and he's just sketching, and he drew, I don't know if it was, like, a ninja or whatever it was in some action pose and it was super dynamic and it was just the sword was like slicing through the air i felt like i could like touch it it was just it just blew my mind and i was like i can't draw that dude can draw i want to draw like that and so i just tried to level up you know i was just constantly drawing all the time to the point where people were asking me hey can you can you draw this character for me or can you draw me a picture of spawn and i'll pay you and i'm like yeah yeah sure i hope then you I charge started, them good money bro I, I was I was charging you know like five bucks a picture. Yeah, it was then. the name this of art dealer. It wasn't drugs. It was it was art. Like yo yo yo, I got that piece for you. Hold up, because everybody was hiding. They geeked them too. Like hold on, here's this porn show right here. Man. Yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. And I, and I was actually I was I was uh so my grandma. I meet my grandma at the mall. Cause she'd sit next to the ice skating rink where it's nice and cool. Because in Texas, it's so hot. She didn't have AC in her house. So we show up and she'd uh. She'd give us a little bit of money to go play video games at the arcade, and I was like, "No, no, no! I'm taking this." To when the there was still shop. a quarter, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You could put like a quarter in there and kill Virtual Fighter in like four hours. You're just chilling with that you low kick. I mean? But I would. <laughs> oh, you I would take those? Almost... I would choke the shit <laughs> out of you, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody's trying to get close to me. It's like, no, man, sweep the leg. Uh, <laughs> Constantly with the fireballs over and over again. He's like, ah, it's annoying. I, hate. I don't want to jump anymore. I'm talking shit because if I'm Blanca in Street Fighter, I just yeah. I put you in a corner and it's nonstop electrocution. I've had yeah. people threaten my life. Yeah. Like, yo, like, <laughs> well, Blanca was the only one who could beat like Ryu and Ken because they're just throwing fireballs over and over yeah. and he's just like, meow, meow, meow. he could just jump right. over it, you know? But yeah, no, so I would go and I'd buy comics and I'd buy two of everything, right? Like oh, you were one of those. <laughs> and I would I would then I would go to school and I'd be like casually reading the latest spawn that came out when they switched to Greg Capullo as the artist for the first time. I'm like, yeah, spawn number four is pretty tight. I don't know if y'all have it. And kids are like, Oh man, sell it to me. I'm like, man, I don't know. This is pretty it's kind of a collector's edition. So I'd mark up yeah. the price a couple dollars <laughs> and I started selling my second Yo, book bro, and I'd go back. <laughs> high five here. You are my lost brother or some shit because I did the same thing in school. Exact yeah. same thing. You know, I, I would yeah. pop off the books. You know, I get them. Then I'd be interested. And back then, you know, it was the G.I. Joe's, the Transformers, yeah. the X-Men. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I, you know, at least I did that in the elementary, in the elementary school. I was making yeah. money, bro. I was like, oh, shit. All right. I know. But, you I know, just, I, I, listen, you want to laugh, though? I was an asshole. So yeah. they were having religious instruction. And these kids weren't allowed to take the books home, so they would leave it in their desk. So as soon as they leave, I take them back out, wait three days, and resell it to them. Oh man, <laughs> that's that's gangster, man. That's tough. That yeah, no, I, I I had to make friends with some rough kids. I mean, the the middle school that I went to, like eighth graders were stabbing the principal with pencils oh, in the damn. leg, and just like it was, what? people were getting jumped in the hall, pushed down the hallway, like the stairwells and like thrown what? out in front of buses. Yeah, it was it was ghetto, dude. 
So I was like, no, 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 don't, don't beat, don't beat me up. Check out this comic book, man. I'll give you your first one for free. How about that? You know, so make yeah, friends yeah, with the me. Good deal is I'll give you your first one for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what happens after that? I'm like, well, you know, the next one's coming out. I don't have it yet, but when I get it, I'll let you know. You know, and then I just like steer clear of this big mean ass kid in the in the yard. You know. So now all it was, of a sudden he had a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody else can mess with me because I'm like his comic book supplier or whatever. Hey, hey, but, listen, but he feeds me the comics. You fuck with this kid, I will kill you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, exactly. David. Everybody, yeah. hey, David. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, leave me alone. Everybody leave me alone. You know, <laughs> I, I've been six feet tall since I was like 13 or something. So Wait a minute. You were six feet tall and he still bullied you? How big was this motherfucker then? Well, like... When I got to yeah, when I when I got to middle school, I I walked up as a sixth grader and I'm like you know five ten or whatever, and this kid's an eighth grader but he failed twice so he's basically a sophomore in high school. Oh damn! And he's, <laughs> and he's taller than me and he's just like who the fuck, who do you think you are you know and he just boom dropped me right as I walked off the what? bus first day of middle school yeah I was like ah, I don't first know what's day. going on. And they were like, this big kid, he's, he's in eighth grade. I got a show. I'm like, man, I'm a sixth grader. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I had to learn how to wow. fight real fast. Wow, yeah. bro. You know, you, you take down the biggest dog in the yard. That's just how, <laughs> that's just how it Whoa. goes. He, he said, you, yeah, well, you, that going to be like two grades down. That's some loser shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't the first time I'd been jumped to. Like elementary school, there was a girl. Isn't that crazy, son? It, it was back in the 90s. Whoa. I'm glad that all the, the tech bros have moved in with their Teslas and whatever because, I mean, I'm not getting jumped anymore. My daughter's not getting beat up at school anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. Crazy. Yeah, because yeah. I grew up in New York in the 90s, and it was nuts here. You know what I mean? But damn, Yeah. You're, you're yeah, it was, it was <laughs> stupid. Damn. It was dumb. Yeah. That's wild stuff. So I'm happy that you were still able to get creative and, and create the things that you did thus far. Yeah. So. All right, so here you are. You said you went to art school, right? Um, yeah. When was the, when was the first time that you took a like a creative step to put something out there publicly? Uh, well, so I, I, I had a bunch of art teachers tell me, "Oh, you know, don't draw comic books. You should your talents are wasted. You should draw. You should make real art. You should make real images and and and, and work on something more than that." So I went to art school. I got a degree in printmaking. And I really enjoyed it, but I liked printmaking because you're making duplicates, you're making multiples. Okay. And I was essentially just making high-end prints of, like, Musashi and, like, samurais killing each other and Wolverine and stuff like that. But I was in, like, an art class where all these people are making yeah. their high art. And then my wife and I uh, opened a small art gallery in Austin that was Ooh. for – we had it for about – Look at this. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, she just dragged me along, you know. Like, I'm like, mm. I don't know. She said, "You must know some artists. Let's start an art gallery." I'm like, "That's a terrible idea." Okay, don't divorce uh. me. So, uh, yeah, we had an art gallery for a while, and that was awesome because I was able to then really start showing artwork. So, creating images and putting together art shows with other artists that were like-minded, um, and in creating a community of people, um, and I was able to get comfortable putting my artwork out there and showing it to people and promoting it and saying, Hey, this is what I'm working on. You know, cause before that it, it was just like, I was screen printing posters for bands and wheat pasting them around town. And a oh, couple of wow. times I would go down to like the local club and sell posters for the big show that was coming through like 
you know, beach houses coming through or the slits or, you know, the apes or whoever. And I would talk to the local club owner and be like, hey, let me screen print a poster and I'll show up and sell it and I'll give half of the cut to the band and I'll take the other half for printing. And they're like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I've always kind of been wanting to be involved in the arts and all that kind of stuff. But I think comics was always in the back burner. Like, that's really what I wanted to do. I just couldn't see it as a viable thing until recently. Okay. You know? Got to. Okay. So, oh, let's talk about that. Then. So, here you're doing your art gallery. And what do you mean recently? What happened? recently that made you see that comics was in fact maybe a lane that you were com much going to be much more comfortable of course and able to get your stuff out there what changed well uh what we closed the art gallery it, in the oh in sorry. well in in uh in what was it 2016 when voldemort got elected uh, suddenly nobody wanted to buy art anymore and nobody wanted to rent our space out. Nobody wanted to spend money at our art gallery Why? anymore. No, everybody was scared. They were like holding on to their money. They were like, we don't know what's oh, going to happen. Wow. The world might become, cra might come crashing down. Right? <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you know, I understand that, that sentiment. Uh, the arts is usually the first thing to get cut. If you're trimming the fat and you're like, okay, do we stop buying cereal for the kids in the morning or do we stop buying art? You're gonna stop buying art. Kids don't need that sugary cereal. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't, man. Give them some like Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt. Mm -hmm. Tell them deal with it. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we closed the art gallery. We could have kept it going or whatever, but you know, it was Why not spend that money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the overhead and all the stuff, and um, yeah. So then I started working as a I started working as a contractor doing just contract labor, um, okay. and like as a carpenter building houses remodeling kitchens like demo and stuff it was just pretty terrible um and i was like i'm not getting i'm not doing anything creative and this it's just it's just snowballing because people found out that i could do it i you know plumbing electrical carpentry all yeah. of this design work all the everything finish paint all of it and so my phone was I just blowing up <laughs> well, my, my phone was blowing up like crazy, especially when the pandemic hit. People came home and they just sat around. They were like, "Oh yeah, well that's broken and that's broken." And yeah. man, it was I couldn't. I was backed up for like two years with jobs. Were you and wearing hazmat like, suits as you were going to people's houses? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should have been. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it at first was outside, and then a lot of it was like rental properties where people had moved out, and I needed to remodel yeah. it before between tenants, stuff like that. Um, but it was driving me crazy because I wasn't doing anything creative uh, outside of playing music. I'm in like three bands. Damn! So, I love how you make the time. Look at this guy, three bands. He, he says it not so loudly. I'm in three bands. So anyway. <laughs> well, no, that's only because I play drums. That's that's why I'm in bands. Oh, yeah, but you play drums. You play everything. Yeah. I play drums and I play guitar. But um, so outside of music, I wasn't getting to, and with music, it, things really slowed down in the pandemic too, because we weren't able to play shows. We weren't able to go on tour. We had a band that I'm in called Born Twins, uh, had a tour booked for the Bay Area. And we literally had to cancel the show at bottom of the hill two days before the show happened, just because oh, that plane had landed. It was filled with COVID and like blah, 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 blah. We were like, this looks real bad. You know, so we, everything with music kind of went, crickets and we're quiet we were still practicing but we weren't able to play shows which is a big part of playing in the band and so i started waking up super early in the morning before work and before i had to get my kid ready for the day and all the stuff and i would just draw i started drawing and started writing 
And uh, then I was like, you know what? I can make these comics. I mean, I could learn how to do this and blah, 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 yeah. blah. I started working on how to script a comic and how to letter a comic and how to lay it out the way I want. And then, you know, all the so formatting. Was it a big and learning curve for you? It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the first one, the first issue I did of my comic, Narita, was uh, done on paper with, you know, ink brushes and all the stuff. And um, it, I was just flying by the seat of my pants, like making it up, like, okay, and the next page is going to be this, I guess. I don't know. You know, it was not, it was all over the place. Uh, and then I finally started illustrating on an iPad. And it was like the, uh, an iPad that was like, you know, this big. I mean, it was tiny. No, and I, the OGs got to yeah, yeah, I might as well have been just draw, drawing with my finger, you know what I mean? Because it didn't have a stylus. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, ah, smudge it. Mm -hmm. Then eventually I, I invested in an actual iPad and uh, a, sty a proper Apple Pencil. And I figured out like, oh, wait a minute, dude. I, I can haul ass and I can make, I can bust out pages really fast. Really? Okay. You know, I can script on it. I can write on it. It's portable. Like. Yeah, so I would just chisel away at it every every morning. And within a, a year or two, I, I think I had it down to the way I wanted it to be, you know. So. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Were you inspired by anybody, you know, in the process as you were creating? You, uh, you mean art-wise, like comic book-wise? Comic book-wise, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I had like this uh, collected edition of um, the uh, the storyline, the uh, Born Again, by, uh, Daredevil. It's written by Frank Miller. Yeah. Drawn by David Mazzuccelli, who's one of my all-time favorites. Um, and in the back, it came with a script that, like, typed out a Xerox copy of the script that okay. Frank Miller gave to David Mazzuccelli to draw. And so I would, like, I would A-B it. I would, I would look at the script, and I would, like, try and imagine in my mind, like, how would that look on a page if I was going to do it? And okay. I would kind of draw it out a little oh, bit. Nice. So and you got your would, own issue? <laughs> you got yeah, your own no, again series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-exclusive. <laughs> yeah, no one will ever see that because it looks terrible. <laughs> but I would compare it to what David Mazzucelli was doing, and I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting idea. I wouldn't have done it that way. But then uh -huh. it kind of, in my brain, I was thinking, so that's how you script a comic. You just type it out like that, and you give yourself notes to, as to who, which character is talking and which scene it is. It's very much like writing a screenplay. And I didn't know that at the time until I, you know, started looking at what how other people were doing it. But that was a big, that was definitely a big influence on how I script stuff. So know? before so. we start getting into the book, you know, what was that like to change? Especially, you know, you said you're married and all, you know, you were doing your work like that. Is your wife your or is significant other supportive of, of, of this whole endeavor? She has yet to read any of my comics. Oh, really? I, even wrote, oh my I, wrote a, I wrote an entire novel about about Yuriko. It's like 200 pages, and it's like spans 500 years, and it's this whole pantheon, like crazy stuff going on. What? And she's like, "That's that's nice, honey. That's that's great. You you just whatever whatever's gonna okay." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to go talk to some guy. Like he's interested in the comic book." And she's like, "Uh huh, sure he is." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> She's, she cares. She cares this much. She cares that I'm happy. She cares that That's I'm not it. grumpy. Yeah. So you know, you're not on the street hustling, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. boy, your building. You go, go play with your comic books, no problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Hello, uh, that, that is very funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's kind of how my relationship was too. 
I'm gonna do my thing. Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> do, this, I'm gonna do this. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. we'll see. Show me when it's done. Yeah, she keeps saying, she's like, well, let me know when Netflix calls. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, right, damn. damn. Okay. You know what? You know what, uh, Mrs. L, uh, they will, <laughs> because this book is fire. You'll start getting into this amazing project you got out right now. I'm going to add this to the stream. We're going to start off with the trailers on, on the Kickstarter right now. Check it out, folks. This is fire. My God, that shit was intense. What the hell, bro? What <laughs> are you doing to us here? That's I, uh, fire, bro. Yeah, I tried to write the creepiest soundtrack to it possible. You even like, did what that else soundtrack? That was yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, look at this guy. Uh, 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 this is like the next Robin Rodriguez right here. One man show. Holy fuck. That is some creepy shit. Wait, I, I may need you to write something for me. I want to do a creepy podcast. I want. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, all right. So I need you to talk to me. What is this world? Where does this come from? Who is this character? What is going on? You know. And I'm gonna start showing off the Kickstarter in a minute as soon as you explain. Explain, David. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know where where Yuriko came from. Um, <laughs> A friend of mine was talking trash, and he was like, "Hey, you should draw. You should draw a picture of a vampire and a werewolf blasting each other." I was like, "That's gross, but sure, why not? I'm bored. Pandemic." <laughs> and so, you know, I drew this really horribly crude picture of these two creatures, mythological creatures mating, one could say. And uh, and then from there, I was like, "Well, how would they? How would they end up together? Like." in such a way you know like well how does this 
you know, because you 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 have like a weird idea, and then you say, okay, how did that happen? How did they get there? Like, who are these people, and why are they getting after it in the way that they are, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of snowballed, and I started taking it seriously. And um, I thought, well, it'd be really cool if this vampire was not your run of the mill like Transylvania vampire, but instead a, a vampire from from Asia somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I decided to base it in Seoul in Korea um, because of their, the historical significance of that culture and its, its interaction kind of on the fringes of Japan uh, yeah. with, they were, uh, have been warring with Japan for, you know, centuries. And then not only that, but uh, in the novel, it goes back to like the Mongol hordes and all kinds of cool stuff that you, that, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's very interesting for me to learn about and try and write about because I don't, know anything about the mongols i mean i do oh, now I, okay now you learned you learned <laughs> you know, yeah that was yeah going on. so it was probably some sick history right because i i I've, mm -hmm. i love my history channel so i'll be peeping stuff and man mongols were some brutal mothers jesus yes Christ. yes yeah <laughs> there were some thugs but did you know this did you know this that the mongols do not like water that was one of their like kryptonites so when they invaded Korea, which was uh, Goreo, which I'm not pronouncing that properly, but it was the kingdom of Goreo, okay. they, uh, the royals just bailed and they fortified islands off the coast and they built new castles on the islands out there. And they were like, we're just, you sure you can have our land. There's nothing there. Uh, we're, we're all uh, over here in this fortified castle. You got to cross the water. And the Mongols were yeah. like, ah, well, never mind. And they just well, left I was them alone. water. They're scared of it. They don't, I mean, they think about it. They're land people. They they come from the, the the Mongolian steppes. You know, they they don't they're not seafaring at all. You know what I mean? So oh it was a huge uh, crippling <laughs> thing for them. You know what I mean? Now they, they now I, now I need to know who was the first Mongolian that ever swam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a story. That's a story right there. Yeah. Who was the first Mongolian that swam? Oh yeah. man, the guy with a fear. All right, so but. What else is up with you, Rico? Because let me tell you, I read that first issue, uh, a very interesting way <laughs> to, to, to feed, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is going on? I read, you know, once I got there, I was like, oh, okay, this is taking a turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. is, okay, this is different, uh, but good different, folks. Very good different. Uh, you know, because, again, it's just, it's just that. There's a vampire told from such a different perspective that, and why vampires even my brother are you a vampire fan and tell me lost boys one of your favorite movies because that, that, that's a dope oh movie. yeah get out of here yeah, <laughs> don't of remake course, it man. don't you ever remake it hollywood and no. leave it alone yeah for real don't don't do that that's terrible yeah man like uh so the 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 in the novel the the two characters chung ho and chun he are, are brother and sister and they meet and then you know they they there's a all kinds of bloody stuff that happens, battles, and people get their throats ripped out and torn in half, and it's gnarly. Um, and so, with the with the comic books, what I really want to do is, I'm, I'm well, what I'm planning to do, if Mark at Lesser Known Comics would be so gracious as to put out all five of my comics, I don't know they if he will. will. <laughs> but anyway, what the plan the plan is to uh, to have those five issues basically be um in addition to the book right because it's a vampire story told over periods of time 
so what happens in the downtime? That those stories are told oh. in the comic book. So this is a vignette of him like trying to track down his sister. In the in the in the in the novel, he finally catches up to to them, you know, in the different. And places. we get the latter adventures. Ah, exactly. Wonderful. Yeah, so you're getting all kinds. Of, so the next the next one is issue number two is going to be set in Siberia, right? Because things things get a little too hot for her in in Seoul, and she's like, "Oh man, they're after me. People are on to me." There's this kid who's like asking too many questions, and you know, all those girls that keep disappearing from the brothel, as you know uh blah 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 so she she bails by train right so 1900 is around the time when the trans-siberian express was built across russia and it, it was like a huge change right all of a sudden things can travel much faster so she takes advantage of that with her familiar also kind of her daughter and so the next one is in siberia and he tracks her all the way up there into the north so i get to draw some reindeers and some poofy clothes and <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you got the Jerry poofy shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that's kind of why the comic book just drops you in, and you're like, man, what's going on? I don't know what's yeah, going on, but hopefully it's enough to where people can kind of catch on to what's happening and and follow along with the story and get excited about it. So it is your panel work is nice. I mean, look at this right here, beautiful, and for me, very Sean G. Murphy even. Like, wait, oh. Yeah, Very I'm nice, a huge bro. fan. Oh, where, bro? Yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful work right here. Cause you had a particular uh, panel that just showed the 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 city, the mountains. Mm -hmm. Yo, bro, you did what? What did you even use on that? That was also digital, cause that was such a beautiful piece of art, man. Just so uh, I, for this, for this, uh, so for the last comic I was using for Narita, I'm using a bunch of like washes. Um, and gray tones that look more like paintbrushes. Okay. Um, it's very watercolory looking because she's a mermaid, right? It's a mermaid comic. This one, I wanted to go with a much starker, like hard black and white thing because I didn't, I never actually imagined anybody was going to ever want to put it out or publish it for yeah. real. So I planned on just making Xerox copies of it. And I thought, <laughs> well, you know, if it's just real stark black and white, then I can take it to the Kinkos and I can Xerox a bunch of them and I don't know, sell them to somebody, I guess. Yeah. I really didn't know what I was doing. So I came up with this. I, I, I created brushes from my thumbprint um, in Clip Studio, which is what I used to draw. Yeah. And uh, I was able to use If you look closely, you can see thumbprints all over it. That's where the texture I, comes I, I from. I did. In the trailer yeah. itself, you could see in that very first image that pops up, I saw thumbprints. I was about to ask you. Right, so that's yeah. intentional. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so those are all. That's what I'm using for all the texture. And the cool thing about doing it digitally is I can go backwards. You know, I can put white thumbprints on there to draw it back, and like do all the different textures and the clothing. And it's yeah. So I, I feel like I finally mastered it by the last page of the book. <laughs> like I was struggling with it the whole time, and then finally, you know. No, but because look at this. look how beautiful this is. So you do the letter, everything you're doing on this mother. Yes, yeah, the lettering, wow. everything. Yeah, guys, look how beautiful this. Look at this panel usage, scenery. I mean, again, if you don't see Sonji, y'all not. Look at this. This is beautiful. I'm also a big fan of black and white, like just like this. I think you've done a wonderful job. So who's this, homie? What's going on? You know, let's get that, those people, man, making it rain because, again, look, look at this project, folks. He wanted only OG. 
He already at 2465, 65 backers, 25 days to go. Let's get that, let's get that even bigger, folks. Let's get it done. Look at this. Look at this. There's some creepy ass shit going on here too, boy. This yeah, is yeah, a yeah. TV show too, because the way you rolled on this, <laughs> I was like, yo, this could be a show. Yeah. Really dope though. So so why this type of panel usage and the way that you were put in the lettering? That's really unique. You don't normally see it like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, Sean, I think it's Sean Phillips. He does. Uh, he he works a lot with uh, uh, Ed Brubaker. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of their work, and I noticed that in a lot of like his recent stuff, he would just cut the panel, and it was like the same. It was just, it was a it was a set format. Yeah, and then he didn't have to. He didn't didn't quibble about overlaying squares on top of each other or whatever. And sometimes that can get confusing. It's it can be done really well, uh, but it can get confusing and it can kind of just get jumbled. And I wanted this to be very like panel to panel, shot to shot, and moving at a at a steady clip, steady pace. You know what I'm saying? Um, with the exception of the few few spat, splash panels in there, uh, but I think also it gives it. Um, you get when you do a splash panel or you do a panel that's all three, you know, like one half of the top, one half of the bottom, whatever. Um, and they're few and far between, then it gives them more uh, gravity, gives them more weight, more impact, right? So all of a sudden you broke you broke ranks and you did a splash panel of the mountains, or you broke ranks and you did a splash panel of a big choo choo train or whatever it is. Um, it, it hopefully will grab the reader's attention a little more because. Sometimes when I'm reading like modern Batman comics or something like that, I'm like, I I'm losing attention here because every single page is just shock and awe campaign yeah. to the max. And I'm like, I, you know, like. What happened to when, story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Batman knocks somebody out, I don't want it to look just as dynamic as when he's just standing around talking to Alfred. Like when he's talking to Alfred, yeah. like he should just be chilling, talking. You know yeah, what I mean? He Doesn't want to be like, zap, pow. Yeah. And not to rag, not to rag on that. I mean, like a lot of manga does that too. Manga does that too. My my daughter's a huge fan of uh <laughs> what is it? Oh, my hero academia. She loves it. And I get so confused, I'll sit there and read it, and I'm like, so who's this? And she's like, That's that's so and so. And I'm like, Well, who's this? And like, that's the same character. I'm like, oh, uh -huh. <laughs> okay, well, she, she doesn't have a nose anymore. She's like, that's just the angle of what she's like dynamically punching through the air. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Oh. She's like, you're such an old man. I'm like, I am. Oh, deep, Thank man. you. I'm taking that as a compliment. But yeah, I, I so. I want to say something. Look at this. I love this panel right here. Look at that, yeah. the way that you really display that anger and rage. I love when an artist knows how to emote. Like, if you can't capture, the emotion in that. You don't even need words on that. You could just, dude, what the hell did you get even inspired by that? When I saw that, I said, damn, that's it. That's a fire little image. It's probably most people would will, will just bypass it, but nah, bro, that's a very powerful image. You could see this man's anger, something really grimy is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that, I, I like, I really, really enjoy drawing um, side characters. You can make them ugly. You can make them have like crazy characteristics. You can make them uh, have snot. They can be snotty. Like that lady, she's real sassy. 
she's kind of cute, Very. but she's she's not the main character, so she doesn't have to be gorgeous, you know, <laughs> like that that kind of stuff. I, I really really enjoy it um, because it adds it adds depth to the the character. You can you can play with the character's emotions so much. Whereas sometimes the main character, like Yuriko herself, uh, you saw all the the co cover images and stuff. She's she's super hot, you know. So I can't screw it up. Like when I'm drawing her. She has to be hot. She has to be like, you know what I mean? Same thing with the daughter there with the bloody nose and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I also really enjoyed uh, beating up the brother in the comic book. He gets his ass handed to him. And I'm like, I used to be a boxer. So <laughs> I know what that's like getting punched in the face enough to where you look like hamburger the next day. Oh, it's terrible. Uh Oh, it was like Martin from that episode of Martin, right? With the big head when he fought Mike. <laughs> so. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look at this. Yeah, yo. These people ain't fucking around. But this is why this project is like live right now, folks. I mean, yep. look at this. Beautiful. Look. Oh, man. Yeah, man. And if you know what happens in that scene, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got I, I gotta ask the question though. Be, yeah. uh, I'll put it this way though. For me, it was very reminiscent of the uh 80s Fright Night movie of where that vampire wanted to bite him. I don't know what I don't know, I don't know that it. movie. Oh no. please, please watch Fright Night the OG and, yeah. and, and see where he was supposed to get bitten, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, if you think about it, any any of those of you who have ever, you know, gotten busy or been aroused in any way, all your blood leaves you and you're yeah. not thinking straight and it goes down to your nether regions. And I mean, if you're a vampire, is that not where where you would bite? I mean, I'm just saying I was even I was watching it. We were watching a nature program and there was this baby seal who was getting attacked by vampire bats, right? And these vampire bats what? could like yeah, it was nasty. This poor seal man, his mom was gone, like fishing or whatever, oh. left him at home by himself, and it's dark, and they had like night vision that could like heat sensors like predator vision so you could see it. These vampire bats were so scary. They're all like ah, ah. Going up there, and they they like were, he's like ah leave me alone, and he's in the dark, so he can't sleep. Poor guy, like his mom's gone, and when there's like uh, walruses trying to eat him and shit, but they could sense where on his body they have heat sense yeah. ability, right? They can sense where the blood is flowing through the animal, and that's where they bite. So they were biting him on his ankle, on like his flipper or whatever, because whoa. it was close to. Yeah, so they didn't have to get through his fur, and there was blood pulsing through there, and they're like, we're just going to drink some of your blood right here real quick. Like, sorry, bro. Uh, I, I need my that, beer. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that ties into why I, I did that in that scene. Okay. Yo, yo, so. that's it. I, I, yo, even though it's not a movie, I went, oh, shit, man. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yo. And again, but you kind of explain it because you have a foreword uh, that kind of explains what's going on, and you know, obviously there is a the the, the genders aren't balanced. If you yes, will. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so things gotta happen. Unfortunately, you know, not unfortunately, but things happen. You know, people gotta get their kicks in some way, and yeah. they're gonna do what they gotta do. Uh, exactly. But unfortunately, this vampire will be taking advantage of that. Oof. <laughs> yeah, quite Oof. a bit. Quite a bit. Oof, that's what I'm saying, man. This 
this would be such a great TV show. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, your your lady won't be ignoring that when all of a sudden Netflix does call. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for Hulu. They'll do it right. Hulu. Do you think yeah. though? Well, what would happen if they they used to say, "Hey, baby, uh, Hulu called and they want me to sign a contract like now." All of a sudden, you think she would pay attention? I mean, she might read the comic book then, but then she'd be like, <laughs> "That's cool." Yeah. I hope they would read it that way when they watch the show. Like, I don't know, baby, they they kind of not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So she could be a total connoisseur and be like, "Oh no!" In the novel, it was way different. They blah blah blah. Oh, blah. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, your number one fan is like, "Yeah, there you go." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, what's the plan here? Tell folks what's the plan with this series right now? Because it's a series, right? Because you can't it's, leave it's me you left me with this number one. <laughs> There's going to be five, five issues. There's, it's planned okay. for five issues. One. Uh, five issues. Uh, and yeah, each one is going to skip around a little bit. Like it'll follow further and further into the plot or the story as it moves along. Um, like I said, there are vignettes that happen in between. So there's going to be some flashback scenes. And the next one, she's going to be, oh. she's going to uh, be involved with the Mongol horde a little bit. She gets caught by this crazy Korean witch who lives in the woods. This little kid. There's just there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be tight. But uh, <clears throat> so those things are happening at the same time. My friend is is very graciously helping me edit the novel. So he's reading it. He's a big time reader. He reads all the time, way more than I do. So I was like, yo, read it with a red pen in hand. Give it back to me. I want it to have more red than it has black on it. Like I want you to just tear it to shreds. You tell me, tell me how horrible my writing is. That's great. Um, once I get the, the novel like edited, I'm going to record an audio book of it to release that because all of my friends are kind of dumb punk rockers yeah, and they don't yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't read books unless they're read out loud to them. Are so, you gonna put a soundtrack on that motherfucker so they can stay attentive then? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so check this out. So hey, all of a sudden, my, uh, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna record. A, I'm recording this audiobook. And, and my wife was like, "Oh, you should have me do the main, the main vampire's voice because you sound too manly. It's not gonna uh, work. You, you have, uh, okay. have me do her voice." You know, I'm what, like, no, "Oh, I now you want to jump her. in?" You know, what? I could agree with her. Have you not seen the uh, the Black Freighter uh, com no. motion comic? So no. based on the Watchmen, there is a Black Freighter motion comic, and it's the dudes doing the ladies' voices. And let me tell you, it doesn't it doesn't no, translate as well. Yeah. You should have hired women, guys. I mean, great yeah. story, the Black Freighter. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, they try so hard. It's something mostly like like old bitter women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know. Uh, and which would be kind of funny, right? But you know, I, I figure I'll be the narrator. Uh, she can do the voices for the women. Uh, I would like to get my daughter to do some of the voices for like little kids when they're oh, nice. talking trash or whatever. But we'll, we'll see. And it'd be cool to like put some some sounds in there a little bit. You know why not? I haven't listened to an audio book. I don't think ever in my no, life. Actually, listen, so no, audio books don't, don't have sound. They don't have sound and stuff. So if you were to do that and incorporate that, I think you would be onto something very fun. Yeah. You know, because every yeah. audio book I've listened to has always been just one person, you know, just it's reading talking. the book. Yeah, just talking, yeah. reading their, you know, basically essentially reading their book. I mean, so yeah. I've listened to a few, and none of them have had music or you know, that. 
Uh, well, I could do I could do like two versions. I could do two versions. I could put it out like this one's got music, this one doesn't have music, or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's all up in the you air. Put, and the way you sell it, here's the boring uh, people version, and here's the yeah. fun people version. Here you go, grown ups. Why don't you read right. this one? It's just talking. Let me tell you, the boring should not sell uh, at all. That way, you could charge top dollar for the fun one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feel me? Come on, boy. Let's get it done. Cause this, this story is well deserved. Look at this. Look at this. All right, let's talk about them tears. Ten dollars, which is kind of standard. You know, you don't have to play just because you love the project. But check it out. Five dollars. First blood, baby. Get this little version of number one. Ten bucks. Okay, that's fair right there. For ten bucks, you're getting the fizzy and the dizzy. And that one. Yep. Hey, and then again, due date by January. Of 2023, folks. So, look, 20 bucks, you get the pencil variant. So, the pencil variant physical as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm getting That's two one... physicals here. Uh, you're getting, I don't know, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the, you get That's the $20 here. So, I get yeah, two you get... physical copies and then the one digital. Yeah, you get the original cover, then you get the variant cover. Ooh. Yeah. Look at that, folks. Physical copies of variants. I don't know if you speculators out there. It's going to be. Then you got the Chun He. That's how you pronounce it? Yes, yeah. Hey, thank that's God the, the, right. water, the watercolor cover. That's, yeah. This one right there? Ooh. Yeah, that one. Ooh, that's fire. Look at that. That's sexy. And then you got the monster. This one? Yep, there you go. Yeah. Check that out. 20 bucks. And again, two physicals, one digital. 20 bucks, folks. It's more than fair. Now, check it out. For 40 bucks, look at all that goodness. You get the Chun He, the Lujan Green, the Lujan uh, pencil, the physical, the Digi. Oh, my God. Don't you want this in your collection? This is shelf porn, folks. <laughs> and then look at, look at for $70. Wait a minute. Well, you didn't share that picture there. So you getting so so the first series that you did, Death Wish, Good Night. What is this? Tank McGregor. Oh, that's this lesser lesser known comics bundle. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at these yeah. guys. Look at these so guys you, giving you mini comics. Hey. You get the you get the whole crew if you do that. You mm -hmm. know? So it's a good deal. It's a great yeah, deal to catch up on all that stuff because those are some good books, man. Yeah, I've spoken to Homie from Tam McGregor and Death Wish. I don't think Goodnight and Chasm, whatever he pronounced that. I mean, I spoken to Chasm. No, I don't think I've spoken to them. I'm speaking to you now, and I've spoken to the big Homie from you know Digital Blizzard of Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big Homie right there. So check it out. Ah, uh, they why do they suck? How dare they insult themselves? What it was just LKC bites and LKC sucks. Get it? Like because vampires. Yeah. <laughs> what is the difference it, between the two? Uh, LKC sucks. Gets. Uh, you also get. I don't know. Mark helped me set up the Kickstarter, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. You get it on a, uh, <laughs> that that uh, a graphic novel, son. Something looks different. You see those? Yeah, 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 yeah. You get like Sometimes a collected that... graphic novel. Yeah, there you go. There oh, you the go. the tank, the tank McGregor, yeah, graphic novel. Tank, you know, fizzy. I mean, look at all these books right there. Not lesser known comics. They are an amazing brand. Big shout out to Mark over there. You know what I mean? Doing his yeah. thing. 
and you know, you're worried about this not going to five. This is going to go all five issues, bro. Then it's going to get picked up, and then you know everybody's going to be making some bread. You know what I mean? This is what it is. So this, is a, <laughs> this is a fantastic book. It's fun. Right up the alley with Halloween, right around the corner. You know, if you want your taste of horror, and this is you know vampires, folks, and he, he definitely does take a a very different take on, on the lore. So, yeah. and, and this is a fun, fresh take. You know. Nothing, you know, stop thinking woke and all this bullshit. I hate when people say it, stuff like that. This is a fun book. This is what this is. This is so, yeah. you know, we, we start to learn how vampires, you know, transcend across even different communities. I've never seen a Korean vampire story, so I'm kind of, you know, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And, yeah. and may I ask, why did you choose, you know, Korea as kind of the base for this? Um, be because well actually i'm a huge fan of korean horror films so like uh, old boy sympathy for lady vengeance oh that's um, a a fucking movie brother old boy i saw the (laughs) that that is that is just wow i know so (laughs) so when i saw those movies they like really struck me i was like whoa this is a crazy take on every the whole genre like i don't even know what's happening this is awesome so i really delved into it um and i and i started i watched every korean horror film i could find um Uh, and i thought well there was one film that i saw that was um by uh i forget who the director was um but anyway it's called uh which translates to thirst and it's about a vampire in korea but modern day and it's got a little more comedy to it you know, but um, I don't know. I didn't want to set something like in Transylvania or in England or, you know, all of those and things. Just be, yeah. It's, it's kind of done to death. And I was like, would, there would be so much more for me to explore if I set it somewhere else. So like the main villain, the main, main, main villain. Um, okay. Because in the no- in the novel, Yuriko is actually kind of like an antihero. She's she's you're rooting for her. You know, what I, I, mean? I love it. You keep saying the novel. He's like, you get you getting me so antsy. I need to buy. Where, where's the novel? Is it, where is it available now? It's not Tell available me. yet. It's being edited. Oh, oh my god, bro! <laughs> I need this novel in my life because this is like <laughs> explain everything of the book too. Like you fucking with me, bro. What a tease. <laughs> this is like the strip tease of comics. He's on the pole right now talking about, I got all this, but it's getting printed right now. But you can't. <laughs> what a tease. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I never, uh, you know. Uh-oh, you're breaking up. No, we're here, bro. Fro- can, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, I couldn't hear you for a second. You turned into a robot, but it's cool. Hey, and this is Oh no! Hey, they're messing with me right now. We good? Don't you okay. worry. Okay, you you were breaking up for a second there, man. All right, that's when we're live. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Are you back? Well, it's all right. Before it gets any even crazier, let's just talk about it real quick again. Look, folks, 25 days to go, 65 backers, $1,000 goal. They're at 2400 
Come on, yo. What would happen if we get like to ten thousand? Let's make this manifest. What would happen? I don't know, man. I, I would, uh, I would be super excited. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that would mean. That would, all, that would all provide. Of a sudden, you know what's gonna happen? Axel Braun is gonna contact you. Can we use that type of scenery in our movies? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I would. I don't see. I don't. I have a trouble thinking that big. I would just say if it, if it reached something crazy like that, that that would be enough funding for me to legitimately go and do comic cons, you know, like in person. Uh, so you're not do doing any yet? Come on, that's that's uh, that was gonna be my next question. Is like, yo, if you <laughs> wanted to see David Ruhang at a comic con and get one of these bad boys sign one of those novels when they come out, I mean, you don't have anything planned yet? Come on, bro. This sounds Mark like is, an amazing universe. <laughs> Mark is talking about trying to get me to go out to Houston because I'm in Austin, so Houston's close enough. Uh, I went. To, I've been to some comic cons, you know, dressed up like Goku, but I didn't have any comics with me. I had yeah. some like I had some little Xerox comics, like zines, and I was just passing hey, them out bro, kind of trade. Listen, you know? if you do that shit, do you know how many people will eat that up in the speculating universe? You have no idea. Like, yeah, I'll take that because again, when this this is gonna blow up, um, I I really believe that because again, you already have people faithful that love vampires, and you bring something so different, so new, I, and the fact that this is a one man show, you're doing it all like vampire kiddo, for real flowers. Like, thank you, thank you for being that brave, David, to put your work out there and, and like do it all on your own and say. I could do this and be an example, you know, for your daughter. You said you have, you know, those kids. You're like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, if you want something, get it done. And you don't have a team, that's okay. You can still do it. And look at you. You are, like, running it, and then you're hooked up with lesser known. Now you're working with Big Mac, Mr. Bernard. And, you know, <laughs> and he's, he's going to get it done for you, too. He's a, you know, that's the comics I've seen them. They really, they really want to support their creators. So it's a wonderful thing. See how yeah. everybody's working together to build something beautiful, and this is a beautiful book. You saw the trailer, folks. I mean, if you didn't just do a rewind, or uh, even better yet, I'll make it even easier for you because I'm already sharing it at the bottom, right? But I know you guys don't really uh pay attention, right? So let me put this in your face right there. You got to support this project right there, Kickstarter, right now, 25 days <laughs> to go. So don't give me no excuse. If you didn't get paid this Friday, you're gonna get paid the next. So make it happen. Make it happen. And this is what I need to do too. You need to follow David everywhere on IG at Nerida Comic. Yeah. And of course, follow the big homies over at Lesser Known Comics. That's on IG. Now you can go yeah. to Twitter. You know, it's Nerida Comics with an S. And then oh no, no, it's not. It, it's just with, it's the same. Yeah, it's Nerida Comic. Hey, oh my god, look at what you did. You sent me somebody sent me misinformation. I, w I won't Sorry, blow them man. up. I won't blow them up. You know who you are. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, but no way, I'll fix it at the bottom. And then, so there you go. Then, these are comic, all right, just like on yeah. IG. And then for Lesser, you go to Lesser K comic on, on the Twitterverse, all right? So, what up, kiddo? Talk to me real quick about motivation going forward anybody trying to step in the game like you just did especially you know being that one-man show 
Like, why would you tell anybody that wants to come into the game too? I would say, uh, edit, 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 edit. Like, cut everything out. You know, you. I can't tell you how many times I came up with a story that's like this massive universe of characters, and there's all kinds of tangled things or whatever. But that's great. That's cool. But if you're gonna make a comic book, 28 pages, and it's got to have a beginning, middle, and end, and it's just a section of that whole cool idea that you have right yeah so you you take that you have to condense it down you have to put you know make it fit in that in that page count and then uh you know go from there you know what i'm saying like you just try and make a script that's workable and then read it over after you've done the whole thing you read it over you say read it out loud and say oh let Wording doesn't sound right. Oh, that transition sounds weird. Or right here, maybe we could have a splash panel or something or whatever. You know, I also would recommend looking up other artists' screen. It's a lot of technology, folks. Things always got to happen. So I hope uh, that we is okay. But uh, I want you to do again. Dave, I don't know where you at, kiddo, but I'm going to say people again. You got to really Kickstarter. You already heard them. So you got to do things. I just got it done. You know, work. Follow David on IG. And lots of known comics as well. With my gente. Shout out to Mark Bernard. That's the man right there. Um, try to give a second and see your homie come back. But I don't know if you guys have been checking out what's popping off at Comic Crusaders and on the couple capes dot com both we got amazing content that keeps coming up we got amazing reviews previews and interviews yo uh our people just can ask they just want to give a whole shout out our people like johnny the machine used you know to, to chitlins you know dark horse 305 you know brian adam and everyone that's doing their thing so davis where we were at i'm back uh Internet, bro. That's what it is. It's called technology. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like for advice for people who are trying to to make a book, you know, uh, man, anything can be a comic book. Any, any anything can be a comic book. Just you know, take it in, in beginning, middle, and end. This thing you got to write it real basic first. Like vampire lands in this city. Vampire kills somebody vampire gets away you know that's a comic book that's the bones the basic bones and then you can you know weave it in and out from there you know yeah that's how you weave in and out of a book all right so uh, i think david's having internet problems which is fine so with that this is what i want to do again just you know you know the author told you what to do much love thank you for everybody for tuning in all right you know, all right, so you listen to that outro, do everything it tells you to do. Follow, subscribe, turn on the notifications. Much love. This is Al Michael with the amazing David Luhan. Hey. Right. hey, we here? There we go. About to say, yeah, but yeah. we're about to go. We're about to go. All right, so basically, you're telling people get it done before this happens yeah. again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about right. that. No worries, bro. But I was telling anybody to so make sure they follow you, support the book. You know what I mean? Tune into everything that we do. 
want to say thank you so much for your time. My name is Precious. You're busy. You got this amazing campaign going on. You know, and we, we got to push for more. So let's, let's wish for the 10 rights as manifest the, the Hulu show then. Hulu, start calling <laughs> to the gods. Let's start listening, all right? And with that, I'm the amazing Al Mega with the superb David Luhang. <laughs> you know what we do. Later, folks. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening Thank to the Conversation podcast. podcast. If you like the content, like the content please subscribe and turn on notifications. notifications. Also, please also, visit Conversation.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCase.com. And also, make sure to download the Conversation app on the Google Play Store today.